Laura Murphy is the Director of Education and Awareness at IAPMD, the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders. I'm sure y'all know IAPMD, and I'm going to speak with her about research and about what you can do to get taken seriously by your doctor and to get the support that you need from your healthcare provider. We're going to talk about peer support. We're going to talk about what you can do, you know, to support the community. It's going to be an IAPMD love fest. Oh, here we go. Laura Murphy, here I come. Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD relief journey. And today I am super excited to have Laura Murphy here with you. And let me tell you about Laura, just in case you don't know her. She is the Director of Education and Awareness at IAPMD. And I know we all know about IAPMD and we love IAPMD. She lives in Kent in the UK and she has been involved with IAPMD since 2017. And she is also the founder of the Vicious Cycle Awareness Campaign. Laura, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. What an introduction. I need that every day. (laughs) Yes. Every time you walk in a room, you should have like your own introductor. (laughs) I need it. Laura, um, I'm just going to jump right in. Could you just share about your journey and what brought you to, you know, PMDD and PME awareness? Of course. So, yeah, um, I now looking back that I realized my symptoms of PMDD started in my teenage years personally. So um, when I was 17, I took the contraceptive pill and also went through a very traumatic life experience about the same time. And unbeknown to me, that kind of triggered my PMDD's symptoms and that continued for the next few years. So when I was 17, on that day when I had stopped taking the contraceptive pill on day 21, obviously like the drop in hormones did something, don't know what, and kind of changed the course of my life really. So I went into a six month long period of depression. And from then on in, I had what I knew as really bad PMS um and longer periods of depression sort of six seven six seven months um and it wasn't till i was 34 that i found out about pmdd so it was a really long time um to go alone and scared and thinking that you're broken and useless and all the things we tell ourselves when we're not performing or achieving the way that other people do so it wasn't until I became very ill in my in my 30s. I had the marina coil, which worked really well for me for about three or four years. And then there was a shift um, and I kind of really crashed and burnt in a big way and was off work for 18 months. I was suicidal. I um, really, really hit rock bottom and was dosed up on all kinds of, you know, anxiety medications and um, just trying to get through the day, the week. Um, and it was through that point I started seeing a um, private counsellor therapist called Counsellors in the UK. Um, and it was her actually that that spotted it. My, I remember going to my doctor and saying, you know, I, th- I think I have bipolar like this, you know, it's something not right. And I was told, you know, it's just PMS. You need to learn to live with it. It's something that all women go through. And I told that to my counsellor at the time. And she was the one that kind of said, 
no, no, it's no, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Um, so it was from that day I went home and I got my answer from Dr. Google. Like so many of us, I went home, I Googled, you know, severe PMS, I think suicidal, severe PMS, and up popped PMDD, um, the then IAPMD website. And that for me was just like, you know, that jaw dropping, oh my God, moment of this is me, this is me, this is me. And that's when I started learning. Um, I then joined the UK PMD support group on Facebook. And then over time, uh, started admining on it and then started running it and just got really frustrated with hearing the same, my story, but in other people over and over and over again. So um, decided to do something about it. So I started the Vicious Cycle Awareness Campaign, which was a patient-led awareness campaign. And it was through that, this is a very long version, it was through that, that I then became involved with IAPMD. So I joined the board of directors um, and started helping out with social media and then became social media coordinator, then social media manager, and then director of education and awareness. So kind of uh, worked my way up, but um, very fortunate to be in the position I am and use my experience to to help others. Mm, yes. And thank you for sharing your journey with us because I know so many of us absolutely resonate with your story. And I, I just absolutely love that, you know, you found answers on the IAPMD website, like so many of us did like, oh, wait, this is me. This sounds yeah. exactly like me. What a revelation. So IAPMD's mission, and I love, I love the mission, is to inspire hope and end suffering for those affected by premenstrual disorders. What are just some of the ways, maybe somebody isn't aware of IAPMD, what are some of the ways that y'all do that? Okay, so uh, we do a number of things. And if anyone wants to check out our strategic plan for the next few years, it's on our website. Do take a look under the About tab, and that sort of explains all the things we want to achieve over the next three years. So we run um, peer support groups. We have over 21,000 members in our Facebook groups. We run video support groups for people to come and connect. Uh, we run online peer support um, so that people can connect with others. Um, we have started a um, professional community for anyone who is either a um healthcare professional or a cycle scientist researcher so we're building one, one of the things that comes up a lot that there's not there's not enough pmtd research or there's not money for pmtd research yeah. which is entirely accurate i've learned there is money for pmtd research there's just not enough people that know how to do that research so one of the things we're doing is building out this cycle science community really um educating people so that robust accurate information is given um, when people aren't screened one thing another thing I learned when people aren't screened properly for premenstrual disorder when doing PMTD research there is a 60% false negative rate so a lot of the information that's out there on PMTD research currently yeah is it entirely inaccurate because the screening process hasn't been done properly for those patients taking part so it's things like this um really making sure that research going forward is as good as it can be, as accurate as it can be. Um, another thing we've just done last year, which was our big piece of work last year, was with PCORI, the, the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute in America. And that was a large piece of work. And from that, we've um, made a strategic plan for patient-centered PNTD research. So that's taking um, 
the voices of patients who are involved in the project and actually formatting that in a in a in a formal way to see what patients want you know it's one thing you know people doing research it's amazing but is it what is it what is going to help patients and is it the outcomes that patient wants really really important and then there's also a guide to running that research so how to screen for it where the gaps are in information where's the gap for an education what are common mistakes um you know how can people connect with others yeah. so you know this community we're building is to bring these people together you know the theme of the awareness month is connect the dots so it's another way we're trying to just sort of bring these communities together bring these great minds together bringing students together then we've got such a massive amount of students joined it who are interested in doing this research in the future. Um, so bringing those in and really making sure that research going forward is high level quality and actually usable and accurate because, you know, research is great, <laughs> but it has to be, it has to have good outcomes to help people yeah. to be worthwhile. So there's just a few things we're doing. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> just a few tiny things, just in, you know, just a little bit <laughs> amazing, blown away. That's why I'm I'm in awe of, of the whole organization. And you know, your website is a treasure trove of information. I mean, there's just so much on there. If somebody is newly diagnosed with PMDD or suspect that they have PMDD, where would you tell them to start? So I would say under the PMDD tab or for patients, I can't remember, one of the two, there is a um, page called I Think I Have PMDD. And that is literally like an eight-point guide of where to start. So um, there's a little podcast telling you about PMDD. There's a self-screener. So you can do that to see if you perhaps have PMDD or PME, which we can cover a bit later. Um, there's free tracking tools. There's information to help find a doctor, Um signposting to support groups so it's kind of like the go-to place for someone who's just finding out about it to kind of walk them through it because the, the website is quite overwhelming I think there's so much information you know we kind of wanted like a simple guide for people just just finding out about it great that's a great tip thank you for that one and you know you've been with them since 2017 mm -hmm. and I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes happening um so um do you think that the PO PMDD awareness is rising are we going mainstream I think so yeah we it's it's getting there it's one of those things I think I know I know so when in 2017 I started an Instagram profile called bloody PMDD and there was only, I think, about two or three profiles with PMDD in the title or hashtags or anything. You look now and it is a sea of community and awareness and people talking about it. You know, same on TikTok. If you look on there, it's just an absolute sea of information and people talking up about their experiences and sharing it and sharing their light bulb moments and signposting others to help. I think um, in terms of the general public it's definitely getting there in terms of the health community it's a bit of a slower struggle and I used to be far more frustrated about it than I am now but I think I realized you know one thing I know now so DS um PMDD was only added into the DSM in 2013 that's really not a long time for sort of like global process and PMDD was only recognized as an international disorder in the ICD-11 kicking in at January 
the 1st, 2022. So it's very new in the big scheme of things. If you look at all the systems that have to be in place for healthcare education, um, but I am seeing changes. I actually had a hospital appointment the other day for nothing to do with um, gynae or mental health. And um, the the lead for the department I was speaking to and I, she, she was asking who I work for. So, of course, I take every opportunity, <laughs> you know, and she said, oh, yeah, PMDD. You know, we had a webinar on that. Like the NHS are doing loads about women's health and hormones. And I just... That shut me up. <laughs> I used to going into my spiel, you know, PMDD yeah. is a hormone-based mood disorder and no one's ever heard of it. So I was a bit taken aback. And also she said, like, my daughter has it. So I've been doing loads of research into it and meeting. So I think it is starting to seep through and it's frustrating. It is really frustrating. And um, it is, it's frustrating that so many of us are still having to self-advocate. Yeah. However, I think that's it's a part of a bigger problem to do with women's health in general. So I think there has to be a collective movement and it's happening. You know, if you look at like the endometriosis movement, um, you know, in America, in the UK, in Australia, in Australia, the government just um, awarded 58 million pounds of funding to endometriosis, you know, to set up hubs um, countrywide. I mean, massive this is what needs to happen um you know menopause in the uk is everywhere it's really mainstream so i think you know things are going in the right direction as a whole but i understand people's frustration that it's probably not fast enough for um for their likings and i agree it's the same for me (laughs) i I hear you yesterday and speaking of that, kind of, you know, our healthcare, this is one of the big frustrations, right, that we always share in our communities. So I just wanted to bring it up to see what what, you, what tips you have that our healthcare providers are not really supporting us. They're not taking it seriously. How can we advocate for ourselves and get the help and support that we need from our doctors, you know, from our gynos, from, from all of our healthcare providers? I think a couple of things. So straight away um, on our website, we have a um, provider directory where patients recommend providers that they've seen. um, And that's international. Um, And we really want to fill that up as much as possible. So if anyone has seen a good doctor who is proficient and helpful, um, please do take a minute to add them to the provider directory. I'll send Charisma all the the links. Um, The second thing is... Um, I think to go prepared is really frustrating, but it's really important, I think, that people go in with evidence-based information. Mm-hmm. One thing I've learned across the journey is, you know, doctors have a responsibility to do no harm. They want the information. They need the information to be able to help you. And they need that information to be evidence-based, so backed by science, Um So I would say, yeah, take resources, take resources from our website. It's all approved. It's all been through our amazing clinical advisory board to to check. It's accurate and helpful. And it's really frustrating to have to do that. I get that. Um, But really, yeah, really do go prepared with treatment guidelines, um, your tracking information, at least two months worth. Um, And we also, for anyone who's going for appointments, we have a a really helpful um, appointment sheet online that you can fill up beforehand so you can hopefully save time by being like these are the treatments i've tried 
this was my reaction. You know, this is my timeline. And there's a little space for notes and everything. So you can, if you're anything like me, who's an anxious wreck nowadays and any health appointments. Um, and the third thing I would say is keep going. You know, I, I always say like, keep knocking on doors until the right one opens because there are still healthcare providers that don't believe it's true. Mm-hmm. It's real. We yeah. know it is. There are healthcare providers that just don't have the time to mm. give you the the care you need. And I think it's also important to remember, you know, you don't know what you don't know. None of us do. So if someone's coming in and presenting, you know, both sides are frustrated. So take in that information for them to be able to assist you. Um, but really just keep knocking on doors, you know, don't give up, don't be belittled, don't, you know, don't let it put you off and, you know, wait another three months, another six months, another nine months of going through it before going back and trying to get help. Ah, those are some great tips. And I'm glad that y'all have some guidelines because it is true when sometimes when we go to the doctors, right, I like blank out. I don't even know. I'm like, uh, 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 because, you know, there's this, this big figure here, you know, a doctor, but it's mm-hmm. great that you have some guidelines there. I also like, sometimes I say, you know, maybe like my mother, she had cancer and I would go with her to every doctor's appointment because she was just so flabbergasted with her diagnosis. And I was the one, you know, doing the thing and like asking the hard questions. So if you can have a buddy with you, maybe that would work also. Yeah, or definitely the a trusted friend or family member who could be there. You know, also, you know, my partner's come with me to appointments before because I get outside and I just don't remember anything. I come out, (laughs) you know, I think, I think once you've sort of um, had a few bad experiences in these appointments, the anxiety building Mm. up to it and all the adrenaline and everything going through you to get you in there um, can be fantastic, but it can also, you know, you just go through it in a blur. You know, I get, I get my doctors out to write notes. I get them to do a diagram. What does that mean? What's that going to do to my hormones? You know, what's that going to do? And the the appointment sheet is really good because there's questions to ask, like, you know, how am I likely to feel taking this? Um, You know, how am I likely to react? How long does any side effects take to settle? You know, um, there's even a place like little doodles and notes because I'm a nervous doodler. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. What a resource. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. So also y'all are big in peer support groups. Like I, there's so many beautiful peer support groups there. Why is it so important? Why is community and peer peer support so important? Do you think? I think because going through PMDD is such a unique experience. Like, you know, how, how many other people can comprehend what it's like to go through this experience every month where you're, you know, potentially like plunged into depression and anxiety and overwhelm and everything that comes with it. And then kind of coming out of this other side into, you know, the daylight and color again, and then knowing you're going to have to go through it again the next Mm -hmm. month. It's such a unique and strange experience. Um, I I just think having people who understand that and can connect with it is life-changing. And I, you know, I still remember joining the UK PMTD support group. I remember, you know, we're talking about connecting the dots. I remember being like, oh my God, you know, there's someone there who say thinks they don't love their partner once a month there's someone there who 
wants to run away every month. There's someone there who reacted really badly to that pill. There's someone there who walked out of a job and, you know, all these things that I could resonate with and that had happened to me. Um, I, I just think that's invaluable having people who understand, who understand what ovulation day means and what day 27 means. You know, I think, um, yeah, that's just, it's really invaluable. You learn so much, you can give so much, you get so much back. Yeah. It's, it's a really powerful support system. It is so such a powerful support system. I agree. And I felt exactly the same way in these groups. So I, I noticed something about this, this awareness month that y'all changed the hashtag to from PMDD awareness month to PMD awareness month. I want to know more about that. What's up with that change? Okay, so um, we are obviously the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders. So we focus on the two core premenstrual disorders, which are PMDD and PME. So PME is present premenstrual exacerbation, and that means um, a worsening of an existing condition, condition mm -hmm. in the build-up to the luteal phase. So one thing we're really starting to notice, and this is echoed in research as well, is that where people with PMDD used to be misdiagnosed with anything but PMDD, we are now seeing kind of um, shifts also the other way. So people are being misdiagnosed with by, uh, with PMDD when perhaps they have an exacerbation of a, an existing disorder. So depression, anxiety, um, bipolar disorder, ADHD. You know, we're even seeing people who go all the way through the treatment plan, try all these different interventions, have no relief have the surgery and then after being in surgical menopause realize they actually have bipolar disorder so mm -hmm. it's really important um to kind of connect those dots i mean they're, they're very difficult to to tell apart you know and i i know we were a bit worried that um people would be unhappy about it because we know as patients ourselves that getting that name to what you're going through getting that diagnosis getting those you know that understanding can be life-changing and we don't want anyone to feel that, that is being watered down in any way because I think it's actually the opposite you know they're both real they both deserve to be taken very seriously but there might be different treatment options so no one no one wants to go through any more months of this than they have to so it's really important if you know if someone does have PME as opposed to PME, PME as opposed to PMDD, um, there might be better treatment plans for them. There might be better interventions for them. Um, both are real, both, you know, are completely valid experiences, very difficult to pick apart, but is we really wanted to um, work towards making people understand the difference between the two. And, um, you know, so, one thing we're doing is sharing sharing the self-screen a lot. So on our website, we have a, a self-screen feature so people can um, take a look at that and see if perhaps they're living with PMDD or PME. Both are, very, you know, both are still really important in the community and one is not a worse or better diagnosis than the other. Yeah. So we just felt it was really important, actually, when we're talking about connecting the dots, when we're talking about, you know, screening in hospitals when we're talking about screening in different locations 
you have to screen for both. You know, people deserve to understand what's going on with their body and have that autonomy. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just about sort of connecting those dots between hormones and mental health. Yes. It makes sense. It's kind of like um, they're like sisters, right? Like, and we're kind of including it all into this like PMD awareness month. So it's not just PMDD, but also that PME sufferers come in and the awareness for all both of them, because it's important because they could be going hand in hand. So yeah. thanks for that. And yeah, I'm changing all my hashtags. <laughs> yes, thank you. It is, it's really important because you know what we, what we know, I'm sure anyone watching this, myself, you included, wouldn't want anyone to go through a, a day, an hour more than they had to living with these conditions. So if it's something that could have a different intervention or a different treatment that could work, I think it's really important to recognize that so that people can get the help they need, you know, in whichever way that is. Exactly. I absolutely agree. Thank you for illuminating on us, uh, illuminating us with that. So I'm grateful for the work you do. And I know so many of us out there, of y'all out there have been to the website, have benefited from their Facebook community, from their Instagram account, from the providers, all these little things, the guidelines that we printed out. So how can we get involved? How can we support IAPMD? Okay, well, there's lots of ways. I mean, we are, I have to say it, we're a nonprofit. You know, we run primarily on donations and grants. Um, and if people want us to go faster <laughs> and have more impact, we need the money to be able to do that. So um, donations, always welcomed. We have a um, an option to give monthly. So people could just make a small gift every month. Uh, we have um, Amazon Smile, so people can donate every time they shop. That's always a winner. Um, you know, we have different things like you can donate part of your eBay proceedings, things like that. Fundraisers. We have um, the Ignite the Fight run later this month, uh, which is always always a winner. People like getting involved in that one. Um, yeah, but financial assistance is is one way to make the work we do go faster and be bigger and better um we're always also looking for volunteers you know uh to run our video support groups at the moment are really popular um especially those that are um perhaps non-english speaking mm -hmm. or in different locations so we've just had some start in the uk we have a spanish-speaking one we've just started our first video support group in australia so anyone that's watching this you know from further abroad um well everywhere's abroad isn't it depending where you are <laughs> if anywhere is what anyone is watching this uh, from other countries that perhaps might not be represented or languages that might not be represented we really want to make sure that you know not only english people english speaking people can benefit um and like we said you know the video i think video support groups are really important because online support is amazing but to mm. actually open up and share your experiences and hear those conversations I think can be really really empowering um so yeah anyone who wants to volunteer as a peer support provider always very welcome um we're always looking for volunteers across every realm so come and find us <laughs> amazing go and find them y'all all right Laura we are almost at time do you have any words of hope or encouragement for someone suffering from their PMDD symptoms? Um, yes, I would say um, it can get better. 
it does get better. It can be a challenge. It can be a fight. It can be, um, let me start again with that one. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask you the, I'll just ask you the question again. Okay. And then I'll- I'm just going to have a little sip of drink. That's what I need. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Laura, we're almost at time. Do you have any last words of hope or encouragement for someone who's suffering from their PMDD symptoms? Yes, yeah, so I would say um, keep tracking, even on your good days, even when you're doing well, keep advocating for yourself, keep keep fighting don't give up and know there's just a massive global community. There's always going to be someone out there to, to speak out or to speak to and reach out to. Um, and I think when, when I was in my worst of it, I wanted to know that people, I, I remember looking around and just being like, well, where are the, all the people that are supposed to be doing something about this? You know, what is happening? You know, why, why is no one fixing this? And now I'm involved in IAPMD and I see the the work that's going towards improving you know systems and research i just want to give people hope that that is coming like people are working on it and there's so many people that are passionate and really dedicated in making things better for for patients around the world so um that's what i wanted to hear when i was you know in the in the dark of it that there was out people were out there and gonna make it better and it's on its way Mm. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for for spending time with us, for sharing all your insights, all your knowledge, and huge thank you. Let them know. Thank you from us here at the PMDD Healing Summit for all the work they do. And I want to ask y'all out there, I'm going to put a donation link right here under this video. And if you have ever visited that website, if you have ever been, you know, in their community, if you have seen, if you have benefited in any way from this summit, you know, from anything out there that you have read, they have something to do with it. So please click that button, donate what you can whatever you can if everybody here in this community donates just a little bit what they can we're gonna have huge ass donation and that would be just the bee's knees for me here at the for you know organizing all of this if we can give back so let's give back let's share some love and let's share some of this hope that y'all are feeling from the summit and let's give it back to this organization and to these wonderful humans and all the wonderful things that they're doing so hit the donation button get that money out there and let's share the love All right. And Laura, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So great. All right, y'all. So have a wonderful rest of your day out there, y'all. And keep it going. Keep fighting. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.